Thank you for joining us on IAB There. Please welcome your host, Brad Behrens. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to IAB There. This is our daily live stream where we keep the digital media industry informed and connected. I'm your host, uh, IAB's Editor-in-Chief, Brad Behrens. I am delighted today to be joined by Michelle Klein from Facebook. She is their Vice President of Global Customer Marketing and also by Dave Grimaldi, who's the IAB's EVP of Public Policy. Uh, uh, Michelle is coming to us from Menlo Park in California. Dave is coming to us from DC. I'm in Portland, Oregon, so we are crisscrossing the nation and coming to uh, your, uh, your screen right now. Michelle, Dave, thank you so much for joining us at IAB there. Thank you. Good to be here, Brad. So we have two topics uh, today. Actually, before we even do that, we're going to have one tweak. This is our third day of doing this. Uh, for those of you at home, if you are interested in asking questions or making observations, then please do so via Twitter. Um, the hashtag, and hopefully this will be flashed on the screen shortly, is uh, IAB there uh, in all caps. IAB there, IAB there. Uh, we've got different cadences for the same idea. We have two topics today, and Michelle is kind enough to join us for the first one, which is what are companies doing to help the world uh, during this time of crisis with COVID-19? Um, I'm going to start with Dave, uh, which is, and Dave, you're, uh, I see you as muted, but hopefully you will be on Perfect. Um, we have a, a whole project that we're doing, collating and collecting what our company is doing. Can you talk about the page that's coming live on IAB.com and uh, we'll move to Facebook in a moment, but some of the things that you're seeing out there. Absolutely, Brad, thank you. Um, this is, as I think everybody knows, um, a pretty unprecedented time on the personal level, but also professionally for all Americans. And everybody has moved indoors to their homes. I, 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 every office building in downtown DC has been, has been closed. There's no traffic in the streets. So what happens when working America has to connect um, from home base, from somewhere that doesn't have the infrastructure, um, the bandwidth, et cetera, that their office might. Um, and our members have recognized that because you have hundreds of millions of Americans who need to log into conference calls from home they need to largely order, if they're ordering out, they're not going to restaurants, they're ordering takeout from online apps. So there's a digital interface there. They're consuming, I would imagine when we see the numbers weeks or maybe months from now, unprecedented amounts of streaming content, um, music and video and journalism. So in order to help Americans benefit from all of that, um, much of it is behind paywalls or subscription services, we have been canvassing the landscape, and we hope that everybody watching this will send in more examples um, of companies doing good works, of companies stepping into this humanitarian role of saying, well, listen, we charge users um, to log in and to read articles, et cetera, but we're gonna lower that cost, or we're gonna prioritize in different ways. Um, just a few examples of this, uh, and there are so many of them, but you can see them, um, Brad, the page is actually live, so I'll put that out there now, and then I'll tick through a few examples. Um, iab.com forward slash blog forward slash good hyphen works. Um, so again, iab.com forward slash blog forward slash good hyphen works. Um, one example, Amazon prioritizing shipments of household kind of staples like medical supplies, other high demand purchases 
um, Google putting in major efforts to provide useful information and enable productivity. Um, L'Oreal is shifting um, production to combat coronavirus in Europe and pledging $720,000 to help China fight coronavirus. Um, Univision, uh, ongoing efforts to keep the Hispanic community informed about COVID-19. So we're seeing these um, from all manner of IAB member companies and, and we're proud to call them our member companies in times like this. I would encourage everyone who is watching this, if, if you have seen an article with an example like this and wouldn't mind sharing it with us, please do. Uh, if your company is doing something like this, please let us know and we'll put you up on the screen because this is a time of, of just collaboration and selflessness. Um, and we are, again, happy to showcase these companies and what they're doing. Facebook may be, um, may be doing one of the greatest or at least most significant um, uh, monetary examples of this, which I know Michelle will talk about, but Brad, um, hopefully our viewers take advantage of this and they recognize what we're seeing here as being, as being laudatory and, um, and necessary and essential, quite frankly. And on a practical note, uh, the email address there at iab.com would be one fantastic place for people to send notes. So if there is something that your company is doing or a company is doing that you would like us to acknowledge and celebrate, we're in that business. Um, and let's actually move now to Michelle. Not only is Facebook you know, the dominant social media player connecting people through Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram, but uh, you have, uh, you've dedicated a, a shocking amount of money. So please share with us what the plan is uh, why you're doing it, and then uh, actually give us some counsel. Like, how do people work with Facebook in this regard, please? And welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I loved hearing some of the examples Dave shared. You know, we're working very closely with a lot of our clients, some of which you referenced, to partner on ways in which we can all collectively come together, corporations, governments, organizations, technology companies, to really help people in this time of crisis. And over the last couple of weeks, our focus has been significantly on the small business community. <clears throat> you know, the data shows that in America alone, $10 trillion of the GDP is made up from small businesses. They employ 50% of the uh, US population. And the fact is that in the next, well, the data shows that in about 60 days, a small business can, can, can be completely decimated through this crisis that we're facing with the doors closing, with their ability to have uh, cash flow coming in. 47% um, of small businesses have less than 15 um, days of cash, cash flow days of buffer. So <clears throat> the crisis is extremely real. And many of us know in our local communities, our local <clears throat> neighborhoods, as you go down the street, particularly here in Menlo Park, we're in a lockdown, um, the small businesses are really suffering. So last week we announced a program, an initiative to really help to sustain small businesses in the neighborhoods and local cities where Facebook has a presence, whether it's a data center or an office, um, so that we can really help reignite or at least support those businesses that we know so well that we interact with on most days in our weekends and in our daily working lives to at least have some support through this moment of crisis. So <clears throat> last week we announced a $100 million grant program to support 30,000 small businesses across 30 countries around the world. And we are starting to roll some of that out over the next couple of weeks. But it's really to help businesses keep the lights on, um, you know, to weather the storm. The amounts um, are made up of cash and um, ad credits so that a business can 
use the money to do things like pay employees or cover insurance or cover the rent in some cases for a short period of time and use our the ad credits to stay connected to their customers to send messages to their customers through Facebook or Instagram to let them know what's happening and to let them know what their plans are. So um, more information on that program can be found at facebook.com slash grants for business. And we're also announcing, um, we announced last week and about to launch a virtual training moment in um, the next couple of weeks where we will use the best of our technology to bring people together around the world and give small businesses, entrepreneurs, people with ideas, tools and education to really support them through this moment and also on the other side of this moment. You know, what we're hearing are a lot of people are thinking about reskilling, thinking about what they might do in the future. And, you know, we're in a moment of crisis right now, but it's an opportunity when people are at home or perhaps taking time off to get some education and some um, new tips and tricks, whether they're trying to keep a business afloat or whether they're just trying to understand what, um, you know, new skills could look like for them in the future. So this is part of many initiatives that we've announced over the last uh, week or so. And I'm, I'm really proud of the work our company is doing uh, to help communities, to help us as the employee base, and to really support through partnerships with other organizations, um, getting the right information out there, ensuring that people feel safe and secure and have all the information they need to really weather this storm. That's very, uh, very exciting uh, to hear and, and really uh, you know, quite exhilarating that you're, you're doing it. So, so across 30 different countries, again, forgive me for uh, the sort of basic question, but in order to find out more, it's uh, facebook.com slash grants for business, one word or hyphens. Is it one word? One word. One word. Uh, if you go to that website now, um, you can put your email address in and we'll send everyone who submits an email address an update when the applications open with um, eligibility criteria. You know, as I shared, it will be for businesses in the local communities around the offices, um, around our offices and data centers. Uh, we so might have lost one. Michelle. Oh, okay. You oh. came, you had a bit, bit of a bandwidth bubble, but please the last, just roll back a couple seconds, please. Sure. So. Um, I was, what I was saying was if you go to their website, uh, facebook.com slash grants for business, you can put your email address in and you'll, we'll keep people updated over email on when the application process opens, um, and the eligibility criteria. But if you go to facebook.com, uh, if you go to that, um, website, there's also, um, a new business hub that we launched two weeks ago, which contains material information, tips and tricks, uh, advice for any business, large and small, on how to uh, work through and manage through this particular moment in time. And we continue to update that. There's material for businesses that are in the travel vertical or in the restaurant business, hospitality, those most affected on ways to think about, you know, connecting with your consumers, managing your content, communicating with your customers in the best possible way through this moment. That's that's very exciting. I will uh, take a quick sidebar to uh, to do a PSA, which is uh, the IB does also have a learning and development initiative where for people to, to build on your point, Michelle. For if you have suddenly a lot of time on your hands and you are looking to upskill yourself or reskill yourself, um, we're very very proud of our partners at Facebook for what they're doing for people in the industry. Uh, we do have our L and D program, and so please do take a look at that. 
Uh, Dave, anything, any context that you can provide for us uh, on based on what Michelle was just saying uh, that we can, can, uh, can dig in on and that people can look forward to? Yeah, thank, thank you, Michelle, for, for all of that. Thanks, Brad. Um, one thing I will say, I added an extra word uh, when I gave our URL earlier, it's much simpler. It's just iab.com forward slash good hyphen works. Uh, iab.com forward slash good hyphen works. Uh, please, again, continue sending us examples of this. It is, uh, we, um, especially here in Washington, are, we have a bullseye on our back for the nature of our business. Um, and privacy-centric policy issues, et cetera. Uh, we love talking about the value exchange, the digital advertising offers, but especially in a time when people are suffering and there's an unprecedented global event, um, our, our companies are enabling connection that is going to be um, just uh, absolutely invaluable and continue to be for as long as we weather this coronavirus period. So. Uh, we're not looking for a pat on the back. We're not looking for um, a giant thank you op-ed. We're just doing what we think is right, which we've done for years with our self-regulatory organizations, et cetera. This is the latest example and our companies will keep doing it. So Michelle, um, I've got one last, one last question, but before we get there, um, what's, what is the dream outcome of, of this for Facebook? I mean, are you, how quickly do you want to roll it out? What are, you know, what, uh, what's the, yeah. uh, you're, you're, you're aiming to help a lot of people. Um, just tell us what, what, uh, what does a win look like for you three weeks from now, six weeks from now? Yeah, we're, um, you know, as I said, with the data upfront, speed is everything. Um, it's a big, you know, it's a big undertaking distributing um, this amount of cash and, and ad credits around the world. And so we're working as fast as we can in every city, in every country to, roll the application process out as quickly as possible. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll start to see um, more information on how to apply and how to get that um, application in so that we can then start to distribute as fast as possible. And, you know, there are other things that, as I said, we're doing and focusing on um, so that we can reach, you know, as many businesses and people as possible. Today we launched, um, well, this week we launched a remote work toolkit on our website on facebook.com to really help any manager, any leader, any business owner to give tools and advice on how best to manage a, a remote workforce. Um, you know, we're very lucky at Facebook. We're very lucky to have um, technology and Wi-Fi and laptops and access, but there are many um, business owners, managers, leaders who are just figuring out how best to stay connected to their team. So that's another great resource um, that's immediately available to go and have a look at and get some tips on how, you know, we're doing it here at Facebook, but also how you, there are, you know, products like Zoom and many others to um, to leverage to stay connected to your team. That's, uh, I, I wish I'd had the, that resource uh, a few days ago. Um, you know, we launched this video series on Monday and, and one saying that is very common at Facebook has been very much in my head during this time, which is the perfect is the enemy of done. Uh, and, and so I just want to, to thank Facebook for having put that particular catchphrase into my head. Um, <laughs> so one more time, please, the URL for our listeners and uh, for our producers, if you can pop that visually onto the screen as well. It's, I believe, facebook.com slash grants for business. Correct. That's right. So, 
And if you go to facebook.com slash business, from there, you'll also see redirects to the other resources that I mentioned today, the business hub, um, the uh, remote um, working toolkit that's on facebook.com. Actually, if you just go directly there and we're continuing to keep this information up to date and refreshing it as quickly as possible. Um, if you're a oh. small business, you can also join groups on Facebook. Um, we have many small business groups across the world. And one of the most rewarding parts of my job is actually seeing small businesses come together and help each other through this moment and give advice and mentorship and, you know, reach out a virtual hand to help others through this moment in time. So we have plenty of groups on Facebook. If you search for those, you'll be able to find um, a community to connect to as well. That's a great build uh, to end with. I also want to say, please uh, have an open invitation to come back here and join us and tell us about things that are working out, problems that perhaps others can help you solve. Um, the, the last question is, what are you, Michelle, doing to stay sane and optimistic and connected during this time when we're all getting to know uh, the walls around us so better, so much better? Well, I think it's a wonderful question. In fact, every day I try to connect with at least three or four different people across my team. My team's geographically dis dispersed across the world. And we try to share as much as possible the ideas that we're all leveraging amongst us. So teams are doing virtual workouts together. Um, teams are having happy hours at any time, any time around the world when it might be okay to have a glass of wine or a drink. Um, teams are taking um, calls instead of being on VC all day, which can also be pretty exhausting. Take, deciding to take calls and doing a walk and talk so that you actually get some fresh air. Um, we're doing virtual lunches. So again, trying to figure out the time zones, but at least checking in and um, you know having a social moment together. I can't under, underscore how important the social aspect of staying connected, even though we're not physically able to do that, is for people right now in terms of well-being. And yes, we have a lot of technology to help us do that, but finding ways in which we can come together in light-hearted, lightweight, some, you know, create some levity um, together is really important. This weekend on Instagram, a DJ D Nice went live and did a, you know, through the night set of, you know, an incredible um, set list and all sorts of celebrities and people joined in. And, you know, he did that from his balcony um, at home. And it was just a wonderful way for the whole world to get connected around music and still have that sort of Saturday night going out um, feeling from your living room. So, um, you know, there are lots of ideas around that, around the world like that to enable people to stay social and stay connected. And we should continue to share and IAB could be a great forum for, for doing that. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope we get to have you back here very, very soon. We're going to, I'm gonna ask the producers to um, detach Michelle's live stream from this. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Take so, care, everybody. So, and while we're waiting for that, we're going to move to Dave. Uh, so Dave, in addition, well, actually, why don't you share with us, please, the um, the last, the that URL where people can go to find out uh, what our member companies are doing to help the world during this time. Yep, ib.com forward slash good hyphen works. ib.com forward slash good hyphen works. You'll see a list there. Um, it's a living list, so hopefully we can add 10, 20, 100 more uh, companies and what they're doing uh, to help people stay connected and just work from home um, with, with a broadband connection, a computer, a phone, whatever they have. 
it's amazing how much we can do with the tools that we have, uh, what we've discovered uh, just with this, this live stream, but also with all of our internal meetings is uh, that you can convey a lot of presence uh, just by being emotionally present as well as visually present. Um, so we're gonna shift now to the second topic for the day, which is uh, you know, more, more serious. Uh, everything about coronavirus is serious, but this one uh, is perhaps uh, just not as happy. Um, so Dave, you uh, let us know uh, internally a couple of days ago uh, that there's been some really interesting legislation happening uh, almost in the dead of night uh, in Maryland. And uh, I was wondering, can you please sort of share an account of what it is? And so we can uh, let, the, let the world know. Sure thing. We are grappling with new regulations and legislation around just privacy generally. That was kind of the big 2019 landscape was the use of consumer data online. Um, privacy protections, new regimes, et cetera. That's ongoing. But what is now rearing its head uh, are proposals in state legislatures around taxing digital ads. Um, Maryland, as you mentioned, Brad, uh, just last week passed a first of its kind bill that could have some pretty onerous effects on, on our companies and then consumers and small businesses generally. Um, it started roughly with a Nobel laureate named Paul Romer writing um, uh, a, a, an op-ed in the New York Times discussing a punitive tax on digital ads. Um, he thought it made sense in his view. We, we, we disagreed, you know, professionally and respectfully, challenged his assumptions in an op-ed that, that we wrote, that IB wrote. Um, and Maryland saw the op-ed and, and did some thinking of its own and thought that it was a great revenue opportunity to fund some of its major programs, education being one of them. Uh, so so let, me, let me interrupt one second. I, I, I have the dumb question, which is what, what's a digital ad revenue tax? Like, what does that mean? Like, is it, and who, who pays the tax? Like, it is, it, it, as drafted, the bill is two pages. Uh, so the way that it could be promulgated if signed into law and it survives would be uh, much longer than that with all of its regulations and and how companies are to interact with it. But it's a tax that is imposed on receipts um, from Maryland digital ad services. Um, again, this is first of its kind. Um, and it's bad at explaining those concepts. Um, the timetable is it will apply to all taxable years starting December 31st of this year, but then it will have a retroactive look back to July of this year. But uh, what, is, what is a service uh, under, under this bill? Um, well, Advertising services are defined as digital interfaces. So, so what is that? Well, uh, as laid out, it is any type of software that a user is able to access, including websites and apps. Doesn't apply to print ads like classifieds, et cetera. I'll come back to that in a moment. But um, how you source your digital advertising revenue to Maryland, um, that, that is going to be one of these big questions. And the thresholds to be taxed are 100 million um, in global annual revenue, and also 1 million in digital advertising revenue sourced in Maryland. Um, so, so, so let me just, just let's just, so if USA Today has, uh, you know, if they get a, a hundred, a million dollars in ad revenue that is coming to them 
because users are clicking in Maryland, are clicking on USA. I, I presume I'm wrong about this and you'll correct me, but I'm just trying to come up with a concrete example. Hundred million, a million people, a million dollars of revenue coming uh, from people who are clicking to USA Today uh, or some other publication in Maryland. At that one million mark, they get that USA Today gets taxed by the state of Maryland. I yeah, I, and I can put this. I can put it this way: um, the tax rate varies from two point five percent to ten to ten percent, depending on your your global annual revenue. So the determination really has nothing to do with the amount of digital ad revenue in Maryland. It's, it's the, the tax rate determination on your company is from the revenue that you bring in from any source anywhere. Um, and that's what's used to calculate the tax rate for that Maryland tax. So you can think of yourself as a, um, as a pizza parlor in Baltimore. Okay. You advertise in the Baltimore Sun. The Baltimore Sun is owned by the Tribune, which is a company with immense annual revenue, et cetera. Right. Well, there will be under this new regime a tax uh, because of those thresholds that is passed all the way down through the Baltimore Sun, likely to that pizza parlor, which now is going to have to potentially pass that on to its consumer. So you can see how these thresholds will trickle down all the way to consumers and small businesses. And the Vegas. So let 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 me let me let's try it again. So because again, I'm still not quite getting it. So. Uh... Maryland is going to impose a tax on the total revenue of the Tribune based on the fact that they have uh, some activity, some digital ad at revenue in Maryland. Then, then the Tribune will pass that down to the Baltimore Sun's digital outpost. All of a sudden, the Baltimore Sun's costs go up. They're going to make uh, the they're going to pass that uh, cost along to the pizza parlor, the advertiser, who will in turn have their costs go up. And so mom and dad's pizza parlor, a pepperoni pizza goes, becomes more expensive to the pizza eater because of this, this scenario. Is that relatively? That, that, as you kind of look at how, that, how a new tax will be viewed by a company and how it will need to be paid for, yes, it will get passed on to consumers. If it's not a pizza parlor, it's journalist salaries. Um, it's any other small business. And we're hoping that the governor will veto this bill, Governor Larry Hogan, um, when Maryland comes back into session. Right now they're out because of coronavirus. Right. But the Maryland Assembly has a, a veto-proof majority. Um, it, is a, it is a heavily Democratic Assembly uh, and Senate. And likely when the governor vetoes this bill, they will override his veto. And they're, they're slated to come back in at some point between the end of April and the end of May. And between now and then, we need to make the case for how onerous this tax will be. Now, there will be legal challenges as well. Um, the Internet Tax Freedom Act uh, and the Commerce Clause and violations there under are things that I can go into. Um, but that rate is determined by, uh, uh, by those taxes, by that global revenue. So even if a small publisher um, that may not appear to be captured by this um, they could still be working with a larger ad tech company um, or a smaller blog um, that's reliant on larger companies to provide advertising services. Um, they could meet those thresholds. So the tax will get passed through. Again, the law is extremely vague. It's only two pages. So these definitions and other pieces need to get worked out. But you know, it's, it, the, it looks like the, the, the subjects of this are those larger companies, are those Facebooks and Amazons and Googles. Um, so it could, it might not even be a company that is uh, that is 
headquartered in Maryland that will be affected by this. And we, we saw that with the California Consumer Privacy Act, um, which is affecting the entire nation based on its thresholds. So we're starting to see this legislation pop up um, that is going to affect everyone all the way down to the consumer. And that could lead to a world of higher payrolls. Or and, I and I think it's worth saying, uh, first of all, this is a terrible moment economically to uh, make things more difficult for small businesses. We had Michelle Klein on a few moments ago talking about how Facebook's spending $100 million just to help keep them afloat. Uh, so bad timing during a planetary health crisis. In addition, uh, it seems to me that there's likely to be, um, you know, 49 copycat, you know, uh, laws where all of the other states are suddenly saying, hey, you know, we want some of that uh, ad revenue, ad revenue as well. So this is hardly a problem or a, a, a challenge that's in any way contained to Maryland. Is that the case? Do we have copycats already? Yep. No, we're, we are already seeing copycat bills. Um, New York uh, could be next uh, is, is what we are seeing and uh, among other states. But um, just last week, a copycat bill was introduced in New York. Nebraska is considering um, a similar measure. Um, and both the New York and the Maryland bills will collect those taxes on digital advertising services. Those include banner ads, again, search advertising, and then, quote, other comparable services. Um, one thing, Brad, I will tell you, though, about a legal challenge um, is the Internet Tax Freedom Act is a statute that prevents uh, states from imposing taxes on electronic commerce in a more burdensome way than traditional forms of commerce. Mm. So that's what this bill does. It applies to banner ads on the internet, but not billboards on the side of the highway or classified ads in the paper. So these legal challenges could bring this bill down after it's enacted. But what we're seeing right now is Governor Hogan of Maryland will veto it, but then it'll be, the veto will be overridden and this will be again, the first of its kind, major punitive ad tax piece of legislation, and that should and that should concern everybody. So the call to action, we've been working with IAB member yes. companies. We've been putting out all manner of emails and updates about this um, to our member companies. Um, we need to heighten uh, the all of the messaging around this that I have laid out and how this could be a death blow to your company to other companies, to the industry generally. So please reach out to us, reach out to me, um, follow us on IAB.com, you'll see what we're doing. But we really are banging the drum over the next month to highlight for the assembly just how devastating this could be. And it was passed last week, right as the coronavirus epidemic was really picking up steam and people yeah. having to work from home. Smaller companies are going through hell right now with do they have to cut product? Do they have to do layoffs? Will they ever open again? All of a sudden now, they may be looking at a new tax starting at the end of this year. Why didn't Maryland wait and understand that and contemplate that? It's, it's, it's just all bad, but um, Ivy's on the ball trying to fight this. Dave, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you'll come back and share uh, progress that is being made, um, increasing calls to action. When you need help, please let us know and we'll try to spread the word here and throughout IAB. The, the last question is the optimistic question, which I always ask, which is, what are you doing to stay sane, to stay optimistic? How, how, are, you, uh, how are you getting up in the morning and putting your pants on? What, uh, what are you doing to keep, keep, keep things going? Excellent question. It varies day by day. Uh, it varies day by day. Um, I have a 13 year old boy and an eight year old boy. So it's a lot of spike ball, which if you haven't tried that, it's a, it's a cardio explosion. Uh, a lot of evening uh, Nerf gun wars. So 
make sure to get the goggles if you're doing that. I've, I, I lose every single one of those. Um, and then finding just the unbelievable sources of new content, new crazy documentaries on Netflix, new shows, um, and then a, a lot of, I, I'm a newsie, so just reading everything I can about this. And um, I'm a congressional you know, alumnus and junkie. So just seeing how this $2 trillion stimulus bill is gonna wend its way through here with a presidential uh, election coming up, um, it's there's a lot to take in right now so it's uh that's for sure i hope i hope you're brad surviving it as well i'd turn the question around on you is there one thing that you would uh put out there you know i, I try to get outside uh, at least once a day uh, it's hard when i spend so much time in front of this screen but the thing i do that i really and i encourage everyone to do every time which is think about the people who live alone they are the people who are going to be impacted the most by uh, by this just not being able to see folks and give them a call it doesn't have to be a video call it can be an audio call but uh, you know i think the, the people who are most affected are those who live alone i think the second group are people with very small children uh, you know sort of four and under who, who don't understand you know why mom can't play uh, why dad can't play um, if they're home during the workday. So, so talking, being patient, uh, encouraging. I, every time a child walks in uh, during a video conference, I want to meet the child and, you know, wave to the child. And uh, I just, we all, we're all in this together. So that's my advice. Um, thank you, Dave, for coming. Uh, and again, please come back soon. Let me wrap up now, which is, uh, you know, IAB There is a production of the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Uh, our show today was produced by Connor Healy, Joe Ons and John Ward. I'm Brad Behrens. Uh, we hope that you'll tune in tomorrow for another episode of IB There. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.